Well, Tanner, welcome to the Aggressive Podcast. Howdy. <laughs> and I'm so excited because I'm having a couple of different individuals from the MBA program on here, Troy and Brent and now you. So that's really our connection. But can you, for the audience, just share your age, where you live, your profession, so people can get sort of a background of your experience through COVID? Yeah. So my name is Tanner Johnson, Tanner Brent Johnson, uh, 24 years old. I live in Newport Beach slash Redlands. I'm like back and forth all the time because of work. Um, and then my family lives in Redlands. So I work over in Huntington Beach for a company called Travis Matthew. Um, it's like owned by Callaway. Very corporate America based. Um, I am in the event marketing or outside events department. And uh, my job title is tour coordinator. But... I am like a truck driver, salesman, event marketer, mechanic, whatever else you think of, that's probably what I do. And so it's kind of fun <laughs> doing all these things. It keeps me entertained. That's kind of uh, that's kind of what I do right now. Yeah. And you've had a really unique experience, I think, during this time where everyone is isolating. You've actually been traveling all over the U.S. Mm -hmm. for this job. Yeah. So a lot of the events that we work are private country clubs and private country clubs can kind of do what they really want during COVID, um, especially if, you know, members are willing to pay 20 grand to be in a tournament. And so um, they just want us to show up. And a lot of our events are kind of scaled down. So we normally throw like huge parties with like kegs and, you know, people partying on the roof and all this kind of stuff. But lately it's just been um, kind of just a retail store on wheels. Mm -hmm. And so we have like three vehicles and we kind of travel the country in them and yeah, sell clothes pretty much to old rich men. So I'm sure there's going to be multiple answers to this question, but in general, how has COVID affected you the most? What has been the hardest part about COVID for you? Um, the hardest part has just been like me being more aware of like, because I live with my grandparents down in Newport and so they're kind of old. And so I just have to be more aware of like, if I get on a plane and I come home and I'm going to the, like the beach house first, like I don't hug them. I don't do anything. I just go straight, take a shower. And so just being more aware of like, I don't know, the cleanliness of myself, which I mean, I've never was like a dirty person, but I just have to be more aware of like washing my hands because I do live with people that are older and that are more susceptible to it. Um, and so that's kind of something that is like, I really had to pay attention to. How else has it affected? My dad is very like high strung about it. Okay. Yeah. And so I also have to make sure that I'm like reinforcing him like, hey, even though I'm traveling and on the road, like all these times I am taking the precautions, like I'm wearing my mask all the time, you know, I'm washing my hands. Dude, I look at these people at truck stops. No, no offense to the truck stop people out there, but I, I have a whole nother awareness of cleanliness and health being at these truck stops. Oh my gosh. I wear my mask. I could wear gloves if I, if I could. It's yeah. So I'm just like more aware of that kind of stuff. So in terms of work, um, I just make sure I wear my mask and that's kind of, at first I was like, this is like, I hate wearing a mask and whatnot, but now I, I get used to it. I forget I wear it sometimes. Oh wow. Uh, so honestly it hasn't affected my life too much. I just have to be more aware of what I'm doing and how I'm doing things. If okay. that makes sense. Okay. So then this, you may have already answered the question, but did you notice any heightened state of stress or anxiety or depression at all for any reason? Not really. I mean, I've never been like a super stressful or like anxious person. I just have to be more aware. But during the, uh, like the initial lockdown, um, I'm not a type of person that likes to stay inside 
and just like hang. I'm a very restless person. And so that two month period, um, I was just very restless and I couldn't do things that I wanted to do. And so I, I ended up finding other things that I could do at home. Um, and so there wasn't a lot of stress and stress and anxiousness towards it. Okay. It was kind of just finding other stuff to do. So, okay, well, so let's dive into that because I think absolutely everyone has such, is going to have such different experiences with this. And it's not like I'm fishing for you to be like, oh, I was so stressed. Mm-hmm. Um, but so in that initial phase when you were like, okay, I can't do all the things I want to do. And I know you and I know mm-hmm. how much you're such a people person. Oh, definitely yeah. That was an the extrovert. worst part. Yeah. Being, or, I was, I mean, I love my family and like, that's the main reason why I got through that time was like not going crazy was my family. Cause I'm really close to them. And so, you know, my sister and brother-in-law would come over and they're like my best friends. And so that's where I got like my, my people person time. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. So. so what were some of the other things that you just found yourself doing or that you went to, to kind of get through that period of yeah. not being able to go out, be with friends. Yeah. So, um, I'm sure like a lot of people know that, I mean, everyone knows that like churches got closed down completely during that time. And so the church that I grew up in and that my family goes to, they're not very tech savvy. And so my brother-in-law and sister kind of like pulled me along and they were like, Hey, we know, you know, photography and you want to get into video. Cause I've been telling them like, I want to get into video a lot. Um, just cause I think that's a cool like asset to have. If like someone asked me like, Hey, can you do pictures? And be like, yeah, also do video, you know? <laughs> um, and so they're like, Hey, I want you to like record the services for us. And I was like, Oh, okay. This is a lot of like, this is a lot of pressure, but I'm down. And that's so, a huge jump. Yeah. Yeah. And so I started using my camera to record, um, a lot of the services. And so that took up some time and it was like, I'm a, when it comes to like photography and videography, I'm a very like, I'm a perfectionist. So if things don't go how I envision them, I'll spend hours and hours on them to make sure that I do it right. Like there was one scene in one of the pictures that we were taking that my, or videos that we were taking, my brother-in-law got in the camera angle with his like, um, with his gimbal. And I was like, Ryan, what the heck, dude? You weren't supposed to get in the shot. (laughs) And uh, he was like, oh, I'm sorry. No one will notice. And I was like, I'm going to notice. And so I literally spent like three hours trying to, it's called content to wear Phil to like literally take his hand out of the video shot just so it would look perfect. When in reality, like no one at the church would notice. Yeah. Yeah. But it was those things like that, that like would take a lot of my time, um, which was good too. Cause I like, like say I was really restless and it was something I wanted to do. So I used the time that I had at home to craft my skill in this thing mm-hmm. that I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did that a lot. And then um, I convinced my aunt to give me her old sea Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so um, and it wasn't running. And oh so I gosh. fixed that up and got it running. Um, still hasn't been in the water yet, but um, did that. <laughs> and then honestly, this is not really funny. I got through quarantine because of war zone. The Call of Duty is that game. A game. Oh yes. my gosh. I literally hey, no I would judgment play, play, play. here. No I would, judgment. Yeah, I'm a people person. And so literally I would hop on with my buddies and we would just play like all night. And so that would get me through like the night time of COVID, if that makes sense. Yeah. So like during the day I was doing video editing stuff and like I bought a drone, so I was like flying that and having fun with that. And then um working on the sea do and then at night I would just play Warzone with my buddies. Okay. And we would talk and hang out and whatnot. And so, and now I'm like really close with two guys that were my buddy's friends. And it's like a whole squad we have now. And it's super <laughs> fun. And it's because of quarantine. 
Yeah. So I got two new friends because of quarantine. See, I think that's so neat. But did you did you have any, especially being extroverted, because I know how extroverted you are, did you have any points where you were just like, okay, when is this going to end? I'm starting to get too restless or I'm getting a little bit anxious around the fact of what if this doesn't end? How long is yeah. this going to go on for? I think I think the only time that I was getting restless and anxious was when I was thinking about like my job because I had just got my job in March. Like March 2nd was my first day. And so I worked one event and then it was the next week that they were like, oh, we might be shutting down headquarters. And I'm like thinking in my head, I'm like, oh gosh, I just got hired. Okay. So I got put on furlough for like furlough, furlough, however, I don't know. Furlough? Furlough. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so I got put on furlough for like two months and that's when I did all the video and like CDU and all that kind of stuff. So that kept my time busy. So that whole time near the end, I was kind of like, okay, like, wait a minute, this affects events and event marketing hugely. And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I just got hired. I'm like, there's no way that I'm going to like have a job when I get back. There's no way. And so I wasn't like stressing about it. It was just something in the back of my head because I haven't heard anything from my company. Not one word. I think my boss like texted me to check up on me and was like, what's up? How you doing? Good. Okay, cool. Like, that's fine. And so didn't hear a word. So I was a little restless and like anxious about that because it's like a job that I would love. And I do love it. Mm -hmm. And I knew that I was going to love it. And so it was kind of a bummer that that happened. And I was thinking these things. Um, but then in June, I got a call and I was like, Tanner, are you ready to go to Seattle? I was like, huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. So yeah, but that, that's kind of the only times I got like anxious or nervous. Mm -hmm. I kind of, the other times I kind of just did my own thing and yeah. found stuff to do. Yeah. So. Okay. So then what about on the topic of the, how polarizing just discussing COVID can be with individuals. Did you run into any encounters like that with friends or family where there were just differing opinions and y you had a hard time navigating that with them? Uh, meaning just like talking to it or like the belief about it? Like yeah, just how it's being handled. You know, so many people, um, unfortunately, what I've been hearing and seeing is just if there's differing opinions on what should be done, how it's being handled, what we mm -hmm. should and should not be allowed to do. And when people disagree on what those mm -hmm. things are, it can be extremely polarizing. And I've heard of family members who won't talk to each other anymore. They won't let them visit, whatever it is. Yeah. Have you experienced that at all? A little bit. Um, during like the main like quarantine time back in April, May, um, my family got mad at me a couple times because I would like, I went to hang out with like a friend or I went to like my cousin's house. Um, and when I got back, they were like, we didn't know you went there. Why'd you go there? You know, like my mom and dad did. And I was like, oh, well, like I just wanted to see like my cousins, you know, they live right down the street. And they're like, oh, you shouldn't be doing that during this time. It's so at first my mom and my mom, it was very like high strung about it. And over time she kind of like chilled out. Um, and my dad's always been kind of high strung about it, but I haven't had any like super like hard conversations with them about it. For me, it's kind of like, I'm just going to do whatever I'm told to do unless it's outrageously wrong uh -huh. or against my beliefs or anything like that. So there wasn't like any like hard conversations that happened. Um, there were hard conversations about like the whole racial tension in the country mm, too, um, yeah. because you know, it's just my generation is totally different than like my parents' generation and my grandparents' generation. So that was kind of a high strung like 
um, conversations that we had. But I mean, it wasn't all, it wasn't bad. It was like good conversations that needed to happen and that they happened because of COVID because we were so close. They might not have happened if I was, you know, in Iowa or mm -hmm. something like that. So mm -hmm. it was kind of, it was good that I was there to talk about that. Yeah. Um, so not really like high strung conversations about COVID kind of just my parents being like, be careful and doing this. Okay. And now they kind of trust me because I've proven that I can be safe. I haven't gotten it yet. So, <laughs> and I've been all over and yeah. seen hundreds and thousands of people. So yeah. For what made me more restless. Cause you okay. said like, like what made it worse? Yeah, what made it worse? Mm -hmm. Like that kind of stuff. I was like not being able to go like places that I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. Like I thought like this summer was something that like I was going to get this job and I was going to travel all over. And so obviously, you know, you get on Instagram, you start scrolling and I'm like, Oh, that place looks really cool. I wish I was there, you know, it's kind of like a FOMO sitting there with FOMO. And yeah. I was just like, ah, oh, that kind of sucks. So, and I mean, the just uncertainty, like when it will end, is kind of just like sitting around like, okay, how long am I going to be stuck in this house, dude? I need to get out of here and go do stuff. So, yeah. Did you try and do things like, especially being here in Southern California, we're so lucky with weather. Mm -hmm. So things like, so, when, for example, when you would feel super, super restless, what were some of those things that you went to? I went and hiked a mountain behind my house. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I wanted to hike this mountain for the longest time. And I was sitting in my room one day and I was like, today's the day. <laughs> I just hiked to the mountain. <laughs> and it's like a big mountain. It's like, I think it was like 3,500 feet in a mile. Oh, shit. It's straight uphill. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so it was rough, but I got to the top and I was like, sick. <laughs> I always wanted to do this. And there was a flag at the top and like a bench and everything. So How long did it take? A half a day, probably. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, it was, I mean, I'm talking a proper hike. straight uphill. Yeah. I was huffing and puffing. Did you have your first aid kit? Your no. buddy? I just oh, had water. Dear. That was about it. Oh, I did hike with my cousin. Okay. So he was cool about it. But it was, yeah. And then the next week, my other cousins were like, what the heck? Why didn't you invite me? I was like, I don't know. It was so last minute. Yeah. And they were like, oh, let's do it again. And I was like, let's do it again. <laughs> and so we did it again. Okay. So. What about, so I, I want to always end it on a really positive note, but what about highlights of 2020? Uh, yeah, highlights of 2020. I'm going to be honest. My videography is a highlight of 2020. Not because like, I'm so good. Like, no, I'm not. I'm not that good comparatively, right? <laughs> but I understand the fundamentals of video. And so that's something that is like, I think key, especially like in my department, it's event event marketing, but no one in my de department knows photo or video. So I've been taking photos at all these events mm. and I put them on the event overviews that go to like the high ups in the companies. And like a couple of times they've been noticed. People are like, oh, these pictures are actually really good of these vehicles. And so if it wasn't me like, you know, perfecting the craft of photography and videography during this time, you know, I wouldn't be getting that attention per se. Mm -hmm. um, so that's definitely like a highlight is like me working hard on that photo and video and it kind of paying off a little bit. Yeah. Um, definitely a highlight is me being able to travel and not being too much affected by COVID. Um, and keeping my job that's a highlight for sure um and so i mean there's a ton of highlights for i, I feel bad because a lot of people are i <laughs> honestly i feel bad because a lot of people are like ah 2020 was the worst year 2020 sucks blah blah, blah. and i'm like dude I, I feel bad 
like for those people first off, like I honestly feel really bad and like, I hope that they're okay. But at the same time, like, dude, my 2020 has been like pretty good for the most part. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. And I mean, that's like, and I'll say it again. I've said it before on this series is everyone is, has had, and is going to have completely different experiences with this. And it's, this is just validating all of that. There's no right or wrong way to experience this. Some of us have had easier times than others, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, the restlessness you were feeling in the beginning is totally validated and it's okay. Even if you were in a safe place, you know, when that like initial restlessness hits you, what is your immediate reaction? What do you want to do? What do you feel? My immediate reaction? Like as soon as I'm like, gosh, I feel restless. I'll probably just like scream and be like, I want to go somewhere. Oh my gosh. I hate my life. Ah. Like that's honestly what I'll do. And oh I'll be like, gosh. okay, like what am I going to do? And then I'll, I'll probably like hop on the computer and like start watching YouTube videos on like, I think that's what I did. I was just like, I can't, I can't play video games again, like for like <laughs> another day or something like that. And so I would go on the computer and I'd start watching YouTube videos on like how to do videography stuff. And I'd go outside and I'd like practice it. You know, I'd take a video and then go inside and edit it and do all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like, I wouldn't sit there and like go on my phone or which I would, but like I would try and do something about it. I wouldn't just sit there and be like, Oh, I'm so restless. Mm-hmm. Netflix again. So, yeah. No, I gotta, I can't, I've gotta be doing something at all times. Yeah. So, and it sounds like you initially maybe were just leaning into the video games or the Netflix, but then it sounds like you got to a point where you were like, okay, I don't want to keep this pattern going. Yeah. It's not really like, I didn't want to keep this pattern. I just got bored. <laughs> like I honestly just got bored of playing video games and doing the same <laughs> thing. Like I always like doing new things and like trying mm-hmm. new things. And so I'm like, that's, that's all I do pretty much in my life is like try new things. Like literally went to Starbucks like an hour ago and then he's like, Oh, what are you going to have? I was like, yeah, surprise me. You know, <laughs> like I never know. So, and that's a fun game to play. Actually. <laughs> I have never gotten a drink that I didn't like from Starbucks when I said surprise me uh, or wow. any coffee shop. Okay. So try it. Try it. <laughs> Moral of this episode. Try, try it. Try something new. <laughs> do something that Tanner would do, but wouldn't do. So then, Let's just say this was going to continue for another year. 2021 is going to be a repeat of 2020. And I Mm -hmm. know people's hearts are going to sink if I say that. But I think it's important for us to sort of prepare in that way. What are some things you would do to maybe get through it a little better if you feel you could? Or you could just say, I'd do the same thing. (laughs) I think I would do the same thing. But I also think I would probably start a YouTube channel. Mm, Like a legit like vlog YouTube channel. Because I made two fun videos on my Instagram, like little IGTV things. And it was just like me reacting. I think one was like, I sent my buddy Sam a text. And I was like, send me pictures of outfits that you would wear during COVID that have nothing to do with COVID. And I would just react to them. And I would have to explain why I would wear this during COVID. (laughs) And it had nothing to do with anything. But it was fun. It was just like something to do. So, And it was like people actually liked it. And so I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I just have been too busy to do that but okay i think i would actually do some kind of like youtube video of like because it also like work on my craft of videography too and like the editing process so that's something i would do i would also get better at at video editing for the church i think i would just lean into that Mm -hmm. a lot because that's something i enjoy doing and it's a definitely a skill set that i could you know, use for a job one day mm-hmm. saying like, oh yeah, I can do this too. And it, it's working right now for photography. And so that's something that I would probably lean more into. I wouldn't change like too much, 
Um, yeah, I wouldn't change a lot to be honest. Yeah. I would just keep, keep grinding. I mean, that's awesome. Like it's, it's really, it's refreshing and beautiful to hear that it didn't impact you. Cause when you hear the ones that it did, it's, mm-hmm. it would just weigh so heavy on your heart. And I mm-hmm. know it really has been devastating for so many people, but again, that doesn't invalidate your experience of it either. You no, know? yeah, definitely. And I make sure like I'm aware and like I'm thoughtful of people that do have gone through a lot. Like I make sure they know that like, Hey, like, dude, I'm here for you. Like I feel really bad for you. Like all this kind of stuff. I don't, I'm not like, Oh dude, that sucks. But look at me, mm-hmm. you know, like that's no, that's an awful person in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I totally, yeah. I'm yeah. Just saying. Yeah, well, Definitely. I have a question for you. Oh, sure. All right. Oh, okay. Because it was about a year ago that table. we graduated from the master's program, right? Yeah. Okay. In what ways have you seen you actually use what we've learned in the <laughs> master's program in this last year? Well, you know, it's interesting because I, before the master's program, was doing a lot of freelancing, but freelancing work with graphic design and social social media management, writing, but I really had these like subconscious limits in my head of what I could achieve because I just didn't have any confidence. I mean, my degree was in public health. I had zero business experience. So what I noticed for me more than anything was that the MBA gave me this deeper sense of confidence of, okay, I've got a foundation in business Mm -hmm. now that I can build off of. And it's so funny because all of the knowledge I have around writing and now podcasting and Mm -hmm. social media, blah, blah, blah. Like those are all things I didn't learn in that program, but doing that program gave me this huge sense of confidence of, okay, I can go out and do these things on my own and make good money doing it. Mm -hmm. So that was the biggest thing. But then also I just, I really love to learn things in a sequential manner to make me feel like I actually learned it and I know what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But um, I know it's going to come in handy even more in the future because Mm -hmm. I want to have my own company one day outside of just freelancing. I'd love to have my own products and expand it from there. And I really do feel like I have that foundation, but I think the biggest way that I've used it, I think is just in fueling my confidence. Yeah. What about you? Um, honestly, like, first of all, I feel like my writing got so much better throughout the program. And so I'm not even kidding. Like even when I'm like cultivating emails, I can literally see like how much my, obviously I'm like, I'm Tanner, so I'm gonna have fun with it. Right? And so I say like, howdy at the beginning of my, and like my signature is like, totally is that. like stay sweet, Tanner Johnson. And so like, there's fun things like that. But like, Wait, is that PC? I, I don't know. Stay, stay sweet. sweet. What you mean? But like, when I like email like the higher ups in the company or something like that, I like write an email and I'm not really like trying to write it like well, I can just write it well. And I think that has a lot to do with the papers we had to write. Because our teachers were very picky in how they mm-hmm. did that, um, especially PowerPoints. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were so specific. Yeah. So for- that, that my writing, actually, I can see. I also think that I have a really good, well-rounded business understanding, like in every subject, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of it was like consulting and marketing. But, you know, like we have to do Excel spreadsheets for budgeting and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so... I know how to do all that. And I understand, you know, what finance has to do on the back end or accounting has to do on the back end. So I do understand that aspect to it. And I actually see that paying off because, you know, I don't want to like get too like specific, but like some people in our company, they don't know, you know, what other departments do or how important they work for other, yeah, like 
for other reasons in the company, but I have a well-run understanding of that and I can actually like speak to it and my boss doesn't have to explain it to me. Mm -hmm. I already know. Mm -hmm. And that's something that's like, yeah. Yeah. No, I totally agree with that because it does now when you're talking to someone about like the example I'll use is I'm, I'm consulting with a local health clinic and I do a lot of marketing with them, but Mm -hmm. you know, I'll come to them and say, whatever, like, what is your budget for this project? And they're sort of just like, oh, well, here's this. And I'm like, well, what's the rationale behind that budget? And they're like, oh, we don't know. It's just a random number we we came up with. No, definitely. That's something that like, so my boss is always honest about that. Well, my boss and my boss's boss, who's also my boss. That's really confusing, but just bear with me. Um, Boss boss one, boss two. Exactly. But (laughs) boss two, right? She's very like, I want all the details, all this kind of stuff. And so in the beginning, I kind of noticed that people were just saying like, hey, we want this or like, this is what we want to do the vehicles. But she's like, how much is it going to cost? All this kind of stuff. But I've already like researched because we were pretty much in freaking taught in our head, like engraved in our head, research, research, research before you present something. Mm-hmm. So something that I've noticed is I've already done that research. And before I'm even presenting something, like I've got crazy ideas out the wazoo. Like I've got so <laughs> many ideas. My boss is like, okay, let's like, that one's too crazy. You know? <laughs> but like I have like most of the time I'll come up with rationale beforehand. You know, like I've gotten to a point with my boss where I'm like, I'm friends with him. But if I were to present it to Leanne, who's my boss's boss. Not me. No, not you. Yeah, not this Leanne. <laughs> um, I would have, I would like have all this stuff laid out already rather than just this random idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's something like I've actually noticed is like I do research mm-hmm. before I present something. Mm-hmm. And did it give you the confidence to even bring those things forward? Oh, 100%. I have a lot more confidence when I'm talking about stuff because I know what I'm talking about Mm -hmm. rather than just like winging it, which I can do. That's fine. I have no problem winging it. But at the same time, I've learned it's a lot easier to not wing it and research correctly. (laughs) There's a lot less like backtracking you have to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, oh, wait, I didn't mean this, but I did mean this. But like, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I have another question. Okay. Fun question. Look at you. I know. Fun question. Okay. I love fun questions. <clears throat> when COVID lets us travel again, mm-hmm. what is one place that you want to go to internationally? Well, so... That you haven't many. been. So many. So I think top of the list, top of the list is Germany. I really want to go to Germany, especially during Christmas time. I'm like, I'm German. I have a yeah. German background, but I've never been. But... Um, I always, whenever I go abroad, I always have to go to Spain because I Mm -hmm. lived there for a time and it's just, it's like a second home to me. So I always like to visit Madrid, Mm -hmm. but so far Italy is my favorite country. I love, I just love it. Everything about it. We just had purebred Italian Uh pizza. I don't know if purebred is the right word. Well, it was Napoletana, Napoleon pizza. So it was where pizza actually originated, but... Um, but actually pizza. I'm super excited because the next women's world cup is being hosted in, um, New Zealand and Australia. No way. New so Zealand is I'm big. so stoked. Yeah. New Zealand's a huge one on my list too. Yeah. What about you? Iceland. <laughs> I wanted to go to Iceland for so long. I've just never pulled the trigger. I think I'm gonna pull the trigger in like August. Okay. I think I'm just going to go for a week because like, it's like cold, but not too cold. And then I just... I don't know. Isn't August. Iceland the one that's green though? I thought they were reversed. Yeah. Well, it's not green. <laughs> it's like, it's like tundra. Okay. So it's like grass, but it's also like cold. Okay. And there's like a ton of waterfalls and like, there are like glaciers and what's the big thing bigger than glaciers? Iceberg? 
sorry, I got those mixed up. It's an iceberg that floats in the ocean. A, a glacier, glacier is on land. So yes, they have lots of glaciers. Okay. And like icebergs and they have like an ice beach that looks so cool. So oh, wow. I would definitely want to go there. Yeah. For sure. Well, you know, I heard you can get into Europe via Croatia at the moment. Via Croatia. Oh, is that insider knowledge? <laughs> You're sharing to all well, of your I, podcast I people? I mean, I haven't even like really tried to look up flights or anything like that, but... Um, I do have a friend who his girlfriend is French and so they wanted to go visit her family in Paris mm-hmm. and but all the flights to Europe are shut down mm-hmm. from the US but Croatia Croatia's is like, accepting nah, we flights. out here yeah dang yeah. there are places that I've seen that will do like um, they'll give you like reimbursements on your travel like I think Japan is doing it we should go back to Japan Wait, what do you mean reimbursements? like they'll say like if you buy a plane ticket or something and you send your receipt or something I don't know the specifics but I've just seen it where like you send something into the government, they'll give you like 50% off your plane ticket because you're revamping the economy. economy. Oh, yeah. wow. And there's definitely places that do that. I know Cancun is doing that. Um, so like some places in what? Mexico, like the resort cities, okay. which I don't really recommend going to Cancun because my family just got back and half of them had COVID. Oh, shit. So <laughs> maybe don't go to Cancun. <laughs> I also don't know where they went and stuff. So, okay. but... Yeah, I've I've heard about that, so it's yeah. kind of cool. No, my friend, my best friend, and some other girlfriends just went to the U.S. Virgin Islands, mm-hmm. which is actually technically part of the U.S. still, so there wasn't any issue going. But yeah. I mean, the flight was like three hundred bucks. Yeah, dude, flights are so cheap. I booked a flight from well, I booked a flight for someone, but from I think it was John Wayne in Orange County to Dallas for sixty dollars. Oh my god, sixty dollars! It's like oh my goodness, that's unheard of. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> Internationally, it's still expensive. Yeah. If, if you well, especially though. now, like during the holidays. But yeah, yeah. Dang. Any other questions? Anything else? No, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the only ones I thought of. <laughs> well, thanks, Tanner, for coming on. Of course, this has glad been, to be here. You know.